Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ming. And we're moving along. Hello everyone, welcome to our 26th episode. So today we're getting pretty close and personal. So just a content warning, don't be listening to this while you're eating. We're going to be talking about um, our pubescent times, our periods, our toilet habits, if you will. So we're in for a juicy episode. So before we get into all of this deep content, which can be awkward to talk about, but also pretty relatable as I'm sure we are going through these experiences and we have some questions or some things that we want to share and relate to each other. So with our weekly recap, um, we're going to start with Sally. How was your week? Um, So my week has been pretty good, actually. It was my first full week of training and I've been working under um, my predecessor post-bac and she's been helping me out a lot with the like training me and helping me get used to the protocols and stuff so I think um I think I'll be able to continue doing the experiments on my own after she leaves which is her last day is tomorrow so it's been a really fast training session um but yeah I really like the people that are in my lab we just had a like small get-together lab party today to set off the postback um, and we ha- did a social distancing, well, social distancing. So we had it in a park, like in a shelter, like under a shelter. And we were all like bringing our own food. Um, but they also, some people in our lab also brought food to share. And I was like so amazed because my mentor bought us each a whole box of sushi because we can't share food. Like you have to have individually packaged foods. Mm. So he brought us each a box of like a full set of sushi wow. and then some people brought like ice cream burgers and like chips and stuff so i wasn't expecting all this but it was really nice and Did you bring anything? the part that we <laughs> i just brought my own food i just brought oh my gosh. <laughs> i mean what am i supposed to bring <laughs> sushi i'm not made of money <laughs> not yet <laughs> but yeah anyways after our like little gathering eating food we went on a little hike we went on a trail and we looked at all the overlooks in that park area and one of the overlooks you could see over like most of frederick and you can actually find our building that we work at so that was kind of cool um but yeah it was fun and i feel i felt like i actually bonded with the people in my lab yeah. it was the first time that we all gathered together since because of covid we can't gather together in the lab so it was nice how big is your team or the group of people you went with um, there are one, two, three. <laughs> Quick math. You just use your fingers. I think ten. <laughs> I think ten people. So okay, that's around a decent that. amount. So yeah, it's a lot of people. So we can only have half, like half our people in the lab at at like each day. So mm-hmm. that's why we've never seen everyone at once. Mm-hmm. Are you the newest person? Um. Yeah, I think in terms of start day, but there's also someone else that started recently um, around the same time as me. Mm. But yeah, what about you guys? How was your week? Ming? Um, You want to talk about your dilemma? (laughs) Yeah, 
I shared a little bit about my dilemma with them before we started recording. So um, this week I actually have something different besides just interviews. Um, I actually got a phone call or a video call this morning, which I thought was another interview, but it turns out it was actually them offering me the job, um, which was kind of surprising because I didn't think I did that well. But here's to show that you never know how people perceive you, I guess. Um, the reason why it's this dilemma is because while I got a job in, a job offer and I'm really like happy and grateful for it, I'm also currently interviewing with another nonprofit that I'm really excited about. Like their whole mission is basically public health, making sure everyone has access to healthcare or funds um, to get treatment. So I think it's like way more applicable to what I've learned and the team is really exciting to me. So I'm basically deciding whether I should risk it all because the job offer um, needs to have a response um, pretty quickly in about two days so I've been consulting my mother my friends maybe the internet soon I don't know (laughs) I'm just trying to think because I'm I'm bad at making decisions that are just like where should we go eat but like for decisions that are seem so big as like my first post-grad job I'm really debating on what I should do so leave a comment down by below. The t- <laughs> well, by the do. time you hear this, uh, I should have made some decision because it's due in two days. But um, yeah, maybe. What would you guys do? Send good vibes. Yeah. Would you follow your brain or your heart? That's the real question, man. Brain or heart? I don't know. Maybe it's time to take risks. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. Just that um, I started another new book, so. If you ever want a book wow, recommendation, book? hit me up. Oh, um, this one is called If I Had Your Face. Um, and it's a, actually it was just released this year and it's a um, contemporary oh, story. Yeah, about four mm. um, South Korean women uh, living in Seoul. And basically the general theme of it is about how South Koreans really value like face surgery and like changing or like it's such a common thing but it's following four different women and how that kind of plays a role in their life but also they have really interesting and kind of terrible backgrounds actually like some of them were abused and stuff like that so it's basically about they all live in one apartment and it's how they interact with each other and just living their lives and it's really interesting like again I stayed up too late reading it so (laughs) um but yeah that's my week what about you Linda um, so Thomas wrote a rating review about that book. So two are of one mind. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so I humiliate myself at work. I feel like every day like so like a little thing just oh, no. goes wrong or like it's like N B D but when someone catches your mistake you just feel like like I should have done that. I do the same or, thing. Yeah, and I feel like it's pretty scary in the lab or just like with emails, you know, you read too fast or mm-hmm. you send something and then I'm trying to like furiously recall the email <laughs> in Outlook. Um, but also I relate to what Sally said about getting closer to your coworkers. It's really hard in a virtual environment because you don't have that like hallway interaction. Like every time you meet with a mm-hmm. coworker is kind of scripted, like you're meeting for a purpose mm-hmm. and like you don't want to take up their time by doing small talk or something and since a lot of my team is older it's kind of hard to like really like oh, oh my gosh today I was talking to my coworker about putting up a united front and then I was like oh, we are one and then she was like what did you say 
I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, maybe oh, I'm no. not gonna say like we are one anymore. But I mean, I don't know what to do about that other than just um being natural, <laughs> being casual. Yeah. I don't know. I need advice, but. That's how my week was. Maybe we can make some small talk before you get into, like, each meeting before you get into the meeting topic. You can do a little small talk. Do like, Rose, Rose Bud and Thorn. Or, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to get clowned if I do Rose Bud Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just get them to hire someone who's newer and younger than you. How is that going to solve the problem? then she won't be the youngest one. Because they can be my friend. (laughs) Yeah. She can hire herself a friend. You could hire Ming. You can hire Ming. (laughs) Actually, they did have a position open, but it was way out of my skill set. Well, you never know. But maybe I'll just, like, make friends with people older than me or people who are different. Because when you're in college, it's like, really a bubble like you're not interacting with people that are that different to be honest but mm-hmm. it's a learning experience all right so like linda said in the opening we're gonna be talking about everything that has to do with bodily fluids bodily <laughs> excretions etc today um this topic might be triggering to some of you but we think it's important to talk about it because we've had we've all had our own struggles dealing with our body and things that come out of our body so it might give you guys some advice <laughs> listening to what we have done um in terms of like periods <laughs> in terms of dealing with periods in terms of dealing with puberty um bodily hair and bathroom habits stuff like that so first we'll go on to our periods um we'll talk about first having the talk with about our first period with our parents have you guys ever talked to your parents or have they explained to you what a period is or like why you get it no <laughs> yeah i didn't have the talk with my mom at all i remember when i i guess i found out from school because this girl had that american girl book that had like all of your your body is growing kind of <laughs> um chapters in it and we like pass it around in school and we would like sneakily look at it during class so i already knew about periods and stuff like that um so I actually brought it up to my mom. I don't remember what grade I was in, but definitely elementary school or beginning of middle school. And I I remember going up to her and being like, I know what a period is. (laughs) And then she, I guess she wasn't ready to have the conversation yet or she was trying to just like tease me. She was just like, oh, you mean the thing at the end of the sentence? Like punctuation. (laughs) And I remember like I didn't register that as a joke. I thought she was like making fun of me. And I was like, no, mom, I know what a period is. I know what happens to your body. Um, and then I, I think I told her about the book and the next thing I know, like a week later, I had the book on my desk or something. <laughs> so that is the full extent of my period conversation I've had with my mom. Like even now, the only to- time we talk about a period is like, oh, we need to buy more tampons. Okay, cool. <laughs> like that's it. You guys had a conversation? No. Um, for- no. <laughs> yeah. I guess we all had the same experience. Yeah. All I remember... I don't know where I learned about having periods from, probably just from talking to my friends or, like, the internet, but the first time I had my period, I was like, oh, God, it's starting. And then I told my mom, and she was like, here, put on a pad. (laughs) And that was the end of it. (laughs) 
I remember reading on Yahoo Answers for <laughs> the questions that I had. <laughs> I feel like that's the worst. Man, yeah, did you guys feel content? Yeah, did you feel um pressured or like feel like you were behind? Because I remember my sister, I think, actually got her period before me, and so since she was younger, I was like, I'm the older sister. I'm supposed to get it. Like, and I was kind of. When upset. did you guys get your periods? Uh either end of eighth grade or beginning of freshman year of high school like i was it was pretty mm-hmm. late for me mm-hmm. like 13 i think i think that was eighth grade i remember being middle school mm-hmm. oh. i think i got mine earlier i got it in like i want to say seventh grade mm-hmm. um maybe even before that but i think i was like 11 or 12 back then so did you feel like like were you comparing yourself to your peers i guess I think I, I got it. I think I got it earlier than some of my peers, but I don't know. Really, I guess people didn't really say like, "Oh, I have my period." <laughs> like no one really announced that to each other, so I couldn't really tell. But I did feel like it came a little bit too soon. Like I wasn't ready for it, mm-hmm. or like I wanted to be period free for longer. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I learned that it was gonna happen every month. I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is gonna happen every month." Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. learned about how, like, um, gymnasts or people with low body fat um, tend to lose their periods or, like, not get it in the first place. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, which is kind of a toxic thought because they're not getting it because they don't have enough, like, nutrients or fat in their body. Yeah. But I remember thinking, I wish I was a gymnast so I would never get my period. I like, thought that too. so lucky. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, that's so much of a hassle, like, less of a hassle to not have your period and i remember when i was in high school and i guess middle school when i first started getting my periods especially i would leak a lot so mm-hmm. like i wouldn't know when my period was gonna start and then sometimes it would start in the middle of the day and it would just get in my pants mm-hmm. and i wouldn't know what to do mm-hmm. i would just like stuff toilet paper into my pants oh yeah that's <laughs> like, what I hope it too. stopped it oh it was so annoying like i would just get so stressed whenever that happened i don't know yeah i was just like i hated it so much that's when I would actually consult like something like Yahoo Answers or something like that. <laughs> I because I got mine a little late, uh, and I saw my sister get it. I knew that leaking was like a big problem, so I was like looking up ways to like hide if you leaked. So I learned all the like the techniques to like wrap a. What techniques a, do you have? <laughs> like wrap a card. Always carry a cardigan with you so you can wrap it around your waist. Or oh my gosh! Never okay. wear like white pants when you think it's about to come i don't know just like different tips so i thought i'd be really prepared but somehow i still managed to leak especially actually i was pretty good about it like out and about but like at night i would my my sheets like you know that that <laughs> yeah it would get messy because You're like rolling I, around yeah and i guess i never realized how you had to like use the extra big pad or like put it mm. a certain way so it would catch anything while you were sleeping yeah. but yeah i didn't realize that like different types of pads were a thing either because i just used whatever my mom gave me and mm-hmm. i think she only bought one type of pad and it was the thick kind too which i hated i didn't know <laughs> they made thin pads that like also catch all your blood yeah. so when i learned about um, i think it was my cousin who like first who gave me my first um always infinity pad oh, oh. which is one of those super <laughs> oh. thin ones that are super absorbent as well yes. i was like this, this is a life changer that's that's top tier pad yeah, the ones that mm-hmm. are like are so thin they like fit. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys like a diaper? Yeah, <laughs> Linda's has. Use... Oh my gosh, Linda's are so. Th- 
thick. I remember when I needed to borrow a pad from you in they school. They chafed my legs <laughs> because like... they're so thick. <laughs> it felt like okay, I was going to die. We probably talk about this later, but I used to have super heavy floor for some reason, and that's how I learned to like wash blood out of like cloth mm. pretty early. I think that's what my mom told me that you had to use cold water, and sometimes in the morning I had to like bring my whole sheet over to the sink and like wash <laughs> it. Or but yeah, I mean when I when I got older. It like got less heavy for some reason, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess it I just think. changes. But yeah, I think those pads were the worst. Like a, mm-hmm. like I didn't realize that people didn't know that, but I think I because you have your period, you learn super early on how to get rid of like blood stains and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. a few months ago, Stefan had like a nosebleed or something, and he like dripped on his shirt or something like that, and then he didn't. Or I don't know if he didn't know how to, but was unsure. And I was like, you know what? You get cold water, you run it, and then you just, like, scrub <laughs> it out. It's fine. It'll be fine. But it's, yeah, those little things you have to learn when you get your period. Yeah, yeah you learn through okay, mistakes. Okay, but sometimes there are blood stains that just don't come out no matter how much I scrub. And then I just end up throwing away yeah. my underwear because I just get frustrated. Do you guys have um, <laughs> period underwear? Like, you intentionally wear when you know you have your period? I, I just wear my ugly ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a high waisted ones. That yeah, also, like the bloating. Yeah, the high waisted ones that'll like keep you all snug and like mm-hmm. you know the full butt, so no thongs or anything <laughs> like that. And then like sometimes they'll be a little stained. You know, those are my mm-hmm. go to period underwear. Do you guys have cramps when you had when you get periods? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, on the first day and the second day. Mm-hmm. I have. I didn't. I don't usually have cramps. I think. Unless wow. it's like a super heavy flow like cycle, but most mm-hmm. of the times I don't have them. Really? Like not even yeah. beforehand? Yeah, which is kind of surprising because usually, like, actually when I was younger, up until like college, I think, my flow was pretty heavy. Mm. Um, I would have to wear the super <laughs> the super pads <laughs> for most of my my week. Um, but now it's lighter and I'm even like with the change in flow i haven't had any like any problems of cramping so so i guess i'm lucky in that aspect yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i always had uh, my cramps (laughs) yeah my cramps and bloating like the day before and the day of it would be super bad but then the rest of the time i wouldn't have anything and i had i guess i have a reasonable flow like it's not Mm -hmm. too heavy like i don't have to like wear double or um anything like that so i guess i'm pretty lucky that way but yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. had the cramps. Do you guys have like PMS or something? Is that post or pre-menstrual? Either. What does P stand for? I think it's pre. I feel like we should pre. know this. I feel like pre. it's pre. Okay. Because it's a sign that your period's coming. Mm. Yeah. I crave food. Or maybe, mm. I guess that's what I tell myself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I crave food more during my period than before it. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I also get my one period zit. That's like oh, yeah, me too. either Isn't right that a one in location? between my in between my eyebrows or like right below my nose. <laughs> that one period zit, I know it's about time. Like, that is more accurate than my app sometimes. <laughs> my period tracker app. Yeah. I get that and yeah. the bloating. Mm-hmm. You know that meme where it's like a uh, periods come and explains like four of your life's mysteries like i guess you're craving food you have a zit there's also mm. like emotional yeah things that i've had like a little experience with it wasn't too bad i think like 
getting on birth control was like the main factor in Mm -hmm. like triggering um pms or something Mm -hmm. yeah when i was on birth control for like a short amount of time my emotions like whatever you were saying linda i totally related to that because i would be upset or cry at like anything it was like being on your period but worse like not Okay, not anything like, oh, I dropped something, but, like, sometimes I would blow, like, emotional situations, like, really bigger than they needed to be. But in my mind, it was, like, a big, intense thing. And then, like, afterwards, after I'd cool down a bit, I'd be like, why why was I so upset about that? Why was I crying about that? Or, like, I'll cry more easily watching movies or something. But mm. typically it doesn't happen on my period, but it was definitely on birth control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noticed a difference now that I stopped taking birth control for, like, four months i don't know it's because like i'm not really under any kind of like intense stimulation in quarantine but i've been pretty (laughs) regulated under my periods also my mom makes me soup every time i have my period i don't know if sally's mom does this it's like red bean soup apparently it's for like replenishing your your iron oh we do red date like for us we call it we use red dates and it's supposed to like they say it's bohu which is like a replenishes your blood Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's the iron, but they call it blood because iron's in blood. Um, but yeah, yes. I I like that soup though. I think it's good for stuff other than periods. It's um, also good for your, your hair. I think like if you lose a lot of hair, it'll help to stimulate strengthen your hair or something. So you drink it before mm-hmm. your period or during? Um, like in the beginning. I drink I it whenever my mom makes it. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's True. really yummy. Mm-hmm. Did your it's sweet. Did your mom or parents give you any other like I know we didn't really have a talk talk about like what's happening, but any other like tips or anything like that? Like I learned how to use like a heating pad or something warm um for my cramps from my mom, which was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my mom and I both don't have cramps, so she didn't tell me any wow. of that. It's the genetics. <laughs> it runs in the family. <laughs> a blessed family. Yeah. And I think her flow is not that heavy, so she didn't tell me any tips for, like, dealing with my heavy flow. But I learned, I don't know who I learned this from, but I learned you can stack the pads, like, staggered. So it makes, like, a oh, like a oh, double yeah. layer in the middle, but then you I had also, to do that like, wing little. out like this. Um, and that actually helps. Like, if you don't have the overnight pads, it's also really good. You can stack two normal pads, like, staggered, um, one in front of the other, and then it'll cover a lot of area in case yeah yeah. the crack (laughs) (laughs) do you guys use pads with the wings on it or without you know i always use the wings one i love the wings Mm -hmm. you gotta keep it if i don't use the wings one the the blood will leak onto the sides all the time so i have to use the wings yeah sometimes my pad will like shift if i don't like properly tape it or yeah Mm -hmm. secure it Mm -hmm. um what are your liners um Mm. my parent my or my mom was like actually she was very okay with me using tampons but i know of other friends moms who are i don't know if it's for religious reasons or something but they're very against you using a tampon because i guess the idea of sticking an object up Mm -hmm. is like not what they want (laughs) their kid to do i don't know but I was actually not encouraged, but my mom was like, oh, it's, you know, it's cleaner and like, yeah, it's just easier to use it. But I know some friends mm-hmm. who like weren't allowed to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always wanted to try tampons. My mom 
I don't know why, but my mom never used tampons before I started using them. But she wasn't against it either. I guess it was just new for her and she was kind of like, didn't, she was used to pads. Mm. But I started using tampons because of swim team because I would have practice and like I didn't want to miss mm. practice because I was on my period. So I had to use tampons. Um, but I, um, my, the first time I tried to use tampons, I was still scared that I was going to leak. So I like kind of held off my first tampon for a while and then I finally got used to it and then it was fine. Like tampons are amazing, but they don't um they, they don't always catch everything especially when your flow is large like heavy <laughs> so i always have to put a pad under it for double protection so sally was like you're gonna get toxic shock oh syndrome. yeah oh yeah I, that was a big thing i remember being mm-hmm. told i think that was one of the only things i remember from health class that was specific <laughs> to like vagina care or period mm-hmm. was like to make sure that you don't get toxic shock syndrome but then I actually looked yeah. it up later, and like it's very rare, and like as it's long as very you're rare. Hygienic and, mm. Yeah, like they recommend that you pull out your tampon what every two hours or something, change yeah. it out every two. I don't do that. I, I put it in for way longer. <laughs> <laughs> but Sally was the. I feel like in a lot of things, she's the one that initiates, or she's the trendsetter, because it was because of Sally that I started using tampons or felt like comfortable with it, and it wasn't until I think freshman year of college, uh, we were like. I was, why was I thinking about it? I don't know, but I was nervous about using one. Know. And then you sat me down and showed me a video, a YouTube video about how to put it on. And the use it. Whaley. <laughs> yeah, Whaley. She, at her very beginning of her YouTube career, she had like a very in-depth and it was very informative video of how yeah. to use it. It's still it. very good. So if you ever need <laughs> advice on how to put on a tampon, you should reference her. It's a okay. classic. What? Yeah. So the first time I think I wore a tampon regularly was when I think we went to South Carolina and me and Ming were there and then I got my period at the beach and then I was like, I don't want to wear a pad and then I think Ming was talking to me through it when I was putting it on. But I think that was pretty late also. I don't actually remember that. <laughs> Oh sorry <laughs> it's okay i don't remember showing I... you the tampon video either <laughs> really wow yeah. i guess it's only like i remember showing us. it to people but i don't remember when i showed it to you or like why i showed it to you i thought we were just watching it for fun <laughs> i don't know <laughs> when actually i was using it as a strict guide on how to insert a tampon <laughs> it was intimidating because on the actual box it tells you like oh you need to put your leg up on something on the toilet seat or on something to elevate your leg and then you have to like angle it at like 30 degrees like a very specific detailed to do um or instructions and that was kind Mm -hmm. of intimidating to me i just wanted someone to tell me like where to shove it how far to shove it yeah the first time i did it it was really hard to find the right hole (laughs) like i remember that was a big struggle Mm -hmm. And when I was trying to talk one of my friends through it, too, she had the same thing. So I guess it's common that, like, you don't know which hole it goes in or, like, how deep should you put it in. But then, yeah, you kind of get used to it after a while, a few tries. Mm-hmm. So I guess earlier we mentioned, like, flows and sometimes, like, Sally had a heavier one and Linda had a heavier one until college. Um 
do you guys track your flows with an app or are they like pretty regular that you can predict or do you do it like the old-fashioned way like just by looking at your like discharge or mucus or whatever uh, how do you guys keep track of it i don't <laughs> i don't either well, i kind of look at the date like last week uh, last month it was like around this time and then this month it'll probably be around this time but it's not usually accurate because my period's pretty mm. irregular so it just comes whenever it feels like coming mm-hmm. it's <laughs> irregular so there's like no point in tracking it yeah what about That's you guys true. i i've always tracked mine or i started to track mine because my period at the beginning was pretty irregular like sometimes it would skip months so i would go like mm-hmm. two months without it or something like that and so when i would go to the doctor the doctor started asking me oh when was your last period and i would get so embarrassed because i couldn't <laughs> tell them like I don't remember when I got it and even now I feel like a little embarrassed when I have to like pull out my phone and look at my app <laughs> because they want like the exact date and I, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah I always feel embarrassed about that too. <laughs> yeah like they expect me to memorize it I don't know. <laughs> Can we move on to puberty? Sure. What do you <laughs> want to talk about puberty Linda? Okay. Well, on the outline, it says first time shaving, and I think, wait, shaving your leg, shaving your armpits, stuff Did it happen at the same time for you? Mm, I think so, because I was like, might as well get it over with, and like, because I was kind of scared of shaving, because they said it grew, it it would like grow back super hard or something, (laughs) like once you shave for the first time. Oh, that's what my mom told me too. Like thicker? Whatever I told... Yeah, when I told her I wanted to shave my legs, she would be like, "Don't shave it. It'll be thicker when it'll be like the more you shave it, the thicker it'll get." But then I don't know if it's true or not because yeah. I was looking on the internet. It said that <laughs> it's only thicker because it's like um, the area that's exposed is like a fresh, like shaven part, whereas when oh. it's like a fresh hair, it's like you know, tip the tip is pointed or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. it's thinner at the tip. So it's just because of the end. So I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to believe. I think I was told well. the same thing. But that makes sense. Because I don't think it actually grows back thicker. Or at least I don't notice the thickness mm-hmm. of it. But I remember wanting to shave my armpits first. Because I thought, oh, this is easier. Like, it's a smaller surface area, I guess. But mm-hmm. it was actually so much harder. Because, like, the angle, you have to, like, hold the razor. And then to look down at the very beginning my mom would tell me oh just look in the, like the bathroom mirror and like that's how you can see it but then eventually mm-hmm. i wanted to start doing it in the shower and it was like now i have to like crane my head <laughs> down to look and i think i cut myself one time and it was just so painful mm-hmm. i don't remember when i started shaving my legs to be honest i felt so grown after i shaved my legs <laughs> i kind of feel like a kid when i don't shave it um mm-hmm. even though i was like missing patches all the time <laughs> when i was little like that knee patch i always forget i remember mm-hmm. the first i always wanted to shave my legs but i didn't have a razor so i tried to like trim it <laughs> with scissors once. oh my gosh <laughs> and i cut myself oh. like i cut a portion of my skin out and i still oh. have that scar <laughs> well yeah you're using huge scissors yeah. oh my gosh so Do i feel got- dumb about that but did you feel like um again like that pressure to shave or you just wanted to do yeah because i guess a lot of people at school would talk about shaving or like oh i just shave my legs are so smooth and then i look mm-hmm. at mine and mine are hairy mm-hmm. 
also the expectation that women should shave their mm-hmm. legs mm-hmm. or their armpits is also kind of problematic. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess my reason to do it was like want to adhere to beauty standards. And mm-hmm. also, I feel like I like my armpits better when when it is shaved because you can put on deodorant yes. and stuff. And yeah. yeah. But like yeah. for legs, it's like NBD most of the time, especially in like mm-hmm. winter. Because there's that, yeah, that extra um, no shave herbal. winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No sh- <laughs> Honestly, I don't even really shave my legs right now. Even though it's summer, it's like I'm not seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere, so I don't really need yeah. to. But definitely it's about the armpit thing. Like I don't know if that's just internalized, like the patriarchy or whatever. But I actually <laughs> do feel better, and I feel like less sweaty. I guess when I shave, I feel gross when I have hair yeah. on my armpits. Like, so I always do the armpit, but mm-hmm. the legs I kind of just and, like whatever. Yeah, and I. Th- I do see like a difference like when I shave my armpits there's less like wet smell when I work out Mm -hmm. but if I don't shave for a while then it'll be like smellier so Mm -hmm. I think it does help hygiene wise but I've always um have you guys ever considered doing like permanent hair removal like I always thought about doing laser treatment for my for my armpits because it's expensive (laughs) yeah but when I shave it it always makes it darker and I don't Mm -hmm. know I just don't like it and I don't like how after I shave, the next day it'll already start growing out. So I have to mm-hmm. shave really often. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard about it. And I I guess I think I watched YouTube videos on it or something. But I'm even afraid of waxing. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. like going to a lasering or something. But have you guys mm-hmm. tried waxing at all? No. <laughs> I'm scared not. of peeling the wax off. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it's like. I don't want to go somewhere and pay someone to do it. So if I was ever to try it, I would do it at home. And then that's like me intentionally infli- inflicting pain on myself. And I don't think that I'm like as determined as I mm-hmm. should be for that. I would like hesitate. Also and- in coronavirus, who knows when we would have the opportunity to go out and have someone wax mm-hmm. our armpits. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're like, we're not losing anything. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a, a lot of it seems like one of those things that once you start you can't stop like when people get their nails done at a salon or dye their hair Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. i don't want to have another like monthly maintenance fee or something yeah (laughs) have you guys heard about the like cream that helps melt your hair off oh yeah really that sounds scary yeah there's like cream that like if you apply it and you leave it on for a bit it'll just the hair will just melt off I've never tried it personally, but I Sounds think too good to one be of true. my cousin. No, it's a real thing. Like people have used it, so you can test it. And you can buy know. it for me. <laughs> I guess around the topic of shaving and I don't know puberty in general. Like, did you know when you were going through puberty or you started seeing like sudden changes? Or I think for me it was like more gradual. Because I was, I was definitely what you would call, like, a, a late bloomer. Or, <laughs> like, it took me a while to, like, get all these secondary... I think they call it secondary sex characteristics. Sex something characteristics. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, it was very gradual, and I had time to, I guess, process it. And I was seeing, like, my friends go through it first. Um, but I think something that I kind of pressured myself to, like, want quickly, which is kind of stereotypical, I guess, is, like, big, bigger boobs or, like, to develop my breasts. Because I saw all my friends wearing their like cute bras or whatever, and I thought that I would look like a boy or not be taken seriously by boys. So I would like wear training bras, which 
don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the same thing, but I was like really dumb back then. I don't know why, but the trending bras that I had or my mom bought me were really tight. Like I don't think they were the right size for me, but I still wore them because I wanted to look cool or like I wanted the feeling of having boobs. <laughs> so every day I was restricting myself with these training bras for no reason. Man, that's just that's so horrible to like so when you're sad. young, you just want to fit in so badly. I think especially during that time when like everyone is developing or like suddenly you're interested in like people like romantically kind of so it's like how can i make myself the most appealing mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of embarrassing going to the mall with my mom and then <laughs> she would like shove all these bras at me to try on um but i don't know if you guys remember but like in middle school i was like in an alternative phase or something <laughs> so i was like wearing like, really baggy clothes and stuff like that. a lot <laughs> yeah yeah wait so my most like image my most like vivid image of you in middle school oh was God, you had these pants that had a stain <laughs> they had stain? like a oil stain like a circle in on the back of them and then i like i would notice it several times when i saw you in the hallway so i'd be like oh it's those pants again <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> so what random but also so specific it? I don't know. I just like recognize that stain. But anyways, <laughs> you can go back to your alternative Wait, actually face. though, that's kind of a similar memory to what I had. But instead of you seeing other people, it was me like wearing clothes repeat because you know you don't wash your jeans every day or like mm-hmm. you know repeatedly wear clothes, um, or you do repeatedly wear clothes. So I would wear like the same pants every day but at a certain point people started thinking that was like gross and like teasing other people for it so i was trying to figure out a way of like rolling up the cuffs or like changing <laughs> something like, like different pants. Yeah. <laughs> so people wouldn't realize i was wearing different clothes and i was just trying to fit in and like with all the girls who had their different like you know the juicy sweatpants with like juicy on their butt oh my or whatever. gosh my mom would never <laughs> let me get those i always cringe when i saw this mm-hmm like, I wanted a juicy, like, sweatpants set, but I didn't want it to have juicy on my butt. <laughs> right, my, my mom, mom was... had one, and then she wouldn't buy for me, because she was like, it's a grown woman's outfit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's kind of funny that your mom had one, though. Because when I think of it, I think of, like, pre, or what are we called, tweens? Like, you know. Yeah, definitely tweens. The girls who had, like fully developed and they were just like showing it off with their like zip down <laughs> like juicy <laughs> uh, zip up oh yeah the zip <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely remember that um what were we talking about puberty <laughs> okay this is not to do with puberty but on the topic of middle school fashion <laughs> i remember everyone in middle school was obsessed with those brands like aeropostale holster mm, and like Abercrombie. i remember when I, I was so like, this is so embarrassing thinking about it, but in middle school, I would just, like, rotate. Like, I would have a different t-shirt that said Aeropostale or Abercrombie or Hollister, and then I would have a, a hoodie that would also be one of those brands, and I would just rotate that, and that would be my <laughs> outfit in middle school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, those brands. You were a high I... from the start. <laughs> it was, it's so interesting now how, like, fashion back then in middle school was all about the brand. Like, I would literally, mm-hmm. I would go thrift shopping just to find the brand like if it didn't have the brand on it across the chest then i didn't want it <laughs> and my mom would never buy it for me like full sale like 
from the original store i would have to get mm-hmm. it like discounted or something like that and she'd be like you're gonna yeah. regret this or this looks so bad <laughs> but she let me buy it <laughs> and now look who we are we regret it mother's always rights <laughs> yeah they always know best man and now it, like if i see like at forever 21 when i used to shop there if it had something that said that i was like why would i want this now i'm anti-brands mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah that that whole yeah. phase <laughs> Okay, I'm moving on. A lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh? okay, never mind. Oh, sorry. No, what go ahead. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. I'm like a secondary. Okay, never mind. Just go, go. <laughs> just say it. Let's just move on. People want to know. The people you can cut know. this. They don't want to no, know. No, people are on the edge of the seats now. <laughs> Stop. Growing. Let's move on. Dot dot dot. Growing. I guess growing a lot in sixth grade. I was like the tallest person in the <laughs> in the class. It was so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I haven't grown since then. The end of story. I thought you were gonna talk but about growing something height. else. Oh. Growing what? Like growing boobs? <laughs> yeah, boobs and hair, just in general. But yeah, height. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I I was never the tallest person, so I didn't have that concern. Sorry, Linda. Yeah, I always had the. I always told me told myself when i was the shortest kid in the class i would always like reassure myself saying that i'm a year younger than everyone so <laughs> it's okay but then when i stopped growing like it didn't work at all oh man <laughs> oh, poor little sally <laughs> yeah it was always the shortest the smallest i would like people would think i was a, a boy from behind because we wore uniforms at my um elementary like middle school age so I would kind of, I would wear the boy shorts because that was the only size that I could find that would fit me. Like I had mm-hmm. really a lot of problems with that actually. So finding those uniform pants in like a smaller mm-hmm. yeah. size. So yeah. Mine always went past my knees. <laughs> yeah. Or the <laughs> sleeves that would go past your elbows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just short people. <laughs> well, Linda was like growing out of like everything. <laughs> Okay, moving but, on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our bathroom habits. Mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about habits, let's talk about Ming's first experience using a squatting toilet. <laughs> wow. There's something that's pretty, like, I don't think there's any squatting toilets in America. It's, like, pretty unique to Asia. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you want to talk about it? I guess I'll go first. <laughs> um... <laughs> It was when we went to Taiwan, obviously, and I think you guys told me about squatting toilets beforehand, so I knew that it was a thing, but I didn't realize it was, okay, I didn't realize that it was, like, such a big thing that sometimes you would go into the bathroom and that's all, that's the only option. Like, I thought it was more of, like, you know when guys' bathrooms, I think, they have a toilet or a urinal? I thought it was Mm kind of like that, like, you choose your own (laughs) adventure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but I was surprised because when we got into the more like rural areas like outside of Taipei um specifically th- yeah they had the squatting toilets and I think the first time I used it one I was super nervous that I would like slip or like fall into it or to accidentally like pee on myself <laughs> because I I wasn't used to like just having to squat over something and then once you do it I felt so empowered <laughs> I felt like wow like this is the most cleanest way. You're not sitting on a toilet seat, like, easy in, easy out. Like, 
now and then after that first time i think when there was an option to choose a toilet or a squatty potty i like i chose the the later because i don't know i just liked it i also like the fact that like i could squat so low (laughs) and then one time when she tried to flush she pressed the okay 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 that's the story you were trying to get to that wasn't with the squatty toilet that was with the normal toilet yes i actually chose a normal toilet and something else that is you chose wrong that time yeah i don't know if it's unique to taiwan or asia or just where we were but they had like buttons on the side of the wall right next to the the toilet that were like round buttons and i thought it was that's how you flush the toilet like i didn't see any other button to flush or a handle red (laughs) okay okay yes it was red Red but in that moment i thought red was like oh red for flush (laughs) which is stupid now because when i pressed it an alarm started going off like a super loud blaring alarm and i'm not confrontational and i panicked so i ran out of the bathroom like I don't think I even washed my hands. I ran out of the entire, like, restroom. And while I was running out, I saw, like, an employee run in. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Like, did I set off the fire alarm or something? Turns out that the alarm is used for, like, I guess elderly or senior citizens who, in case they can't get up or fall or something. They need help, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yes. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. (laughs) No one ever found out, though, except for you guys except for us i was looking for you in there yeah (laughs) but you already ran out (laughs) wait did you guys know that button was a thing i I don't think i saw it in mine or i just ignored it yeah because there was like a flush thing on top yeah i think the reason i was nervous was because there was writing like um in chinese on it or Mm. on the toilet or something so i I was panicking i was like okay i can't read this which one do i choose or where do i flush so i just chose one and i obviously should have avoided the red one but you know you live and you learn so (laughs) i guess next time i need to like brush up on my chinese writing before i go into bathrooms (laughs) but yeah anyways we can talk about more general toilet habits like the mm-hmm. whole reason we wanted to have this episode was because, if you know about Asian Boss Girls, they re- they recently released an episode where they were talking about their toilet paper habits, and it reminded me of Linda. Linda, would you like to share? <laughs> um, so I didn't listen to this episode, but I assume you're talking about throwing the, the yes. paper away yes. after as opposed to flushing it. Okay, you guys found out because you went to my apartment and you saw, like, the, the thing of the paper. There's, like, a pile of even... tissue in the trash can. Okay, yeah. when I go over to other places, I flush it because I like to leave no trace. But I don't remember how I was trained to So it's just to, something like, you guys it. do in your house? Like, everyone? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Probably me and my mom. Maybe this... Maybe we can have our listeners comment or something, like... Because we have a suspicion that this is a Taiwanese-specific thing. Because the other person that it was brought up with was um, Mel from Asian Boss Girls. And she's Taiwanese as well. And so maybe mm-hmm. we're thinking it's, like, just that. But I had never heard of it. And so, like Sally I said... Think when I think in Taiwan, we saw some toilets that had, oh, that's true. like, mountains of t- t- tissue paper there, too. So maybe. Yeah. I was really naive when I first went over to Linda's place. And I saw the... the toilet paper in the tra- bin i thought she was either having a lot of nosebleeds or it was just like blowing her nose a lot but then i kept seeing the trash pile like stay the same size 
<laughs> do you know why you do it, Linda? Is it for like the plumbing or mm, is, is flushing? Yeah, I think that was the main reason when we were little. Cause my mom would be like, like don't be flushing huge amounts of stuff mm. down the toilet, and. You know, it's so ingrained in my daily habits. I don't even think about it, so I can't answer your question for why, because no idea. <laughs> but I know it's such a contentious topic. I mean, I guess I kind of know, because when I would go over to people's houses, I'm like, let me not. But Right. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I don't think it's contentious, but it's just interesting. It's just new to us. Yeah. Because we flush our toilet, or we flush our paper usually, so... We were like, what is she doing in there that she has all these piles of tissue? Hmm. Did you just ask me about it? I think you, like, confronted me. Yeah. I eventually did because I was just so curious. I was like, "Um, Linda, like, should I not be flushing my toilet paper? Or why do you have toilet paper in the trash can? Something like that. Because it it can be concerned, right? It's like if you don't have great plumbing, like, I don't want to clog the toilet because that's even more embarrassing. But Mm -hmm. I also don't want you to leave use toilet paper in my trash can so i guess knowing the the plumbing situation is important (laughs) um but besides toilet paper habits i guess because sally and i are pretty much the same how did you guys feel about sharing bathrooms or college bathrooms um like because i know i was pretty nervous about that as a freshman like going into college from having my own like share i mean family shared bathroom but like going to one where you would share it with like at least 30 girls on your floor i was Mm -hmm. so nervous about specifically pooping (laughs) did you guys feel the same or no linda okay i don't think i have much to say because i wasn't that nervous about it or yeah i wasn't either wait yeah (laughs) i tried to poop in the morning so it was just like routine Wait, yeah i remember when i slept over at your dorm linda freshman oh year and you were like okay time for my morning shit i remember <laughs> like, when i looked how when are I you so open her. yeah every morning we had i guess we both woke up at similar times together yeah when we were roommates i would wake up um do my thing in the bathroom and then get ready because i have class first but then while i was about to go to class she was still in the bathroom and like every morning because she that was her like pooping time but yeah, it's good for your bowels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's good to have a scheduled poop because then you can clean out your bowels. But I don't know how to train my bowels to do that. I'm very irregular. Yeah, I just poop when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it gives me peace of mind if I poop in the morning. Because like, what if you're in class and like, you're true. in a lecture and you had to poop yeah. and you had to like plan for it? That's true. Mm-hmm. I just, true. I I thought I wasn't alone in like the. Maybe it's an anxiety thing. I don't know. Being nervous about, like, people, not even people hearing you, but people smelling and just being, <laughs> like, they know, like, if I was the one that went in and they saw me, they know that it's me doing it. And even as an RA, like, if my resident came into the bathroom, I would be like, okay, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, like, heard that if you listen to music, like, while you're in the bathroom, it can help because then... Um, it's kind of like if they can't, if you can't hear them, they can't hear you. 
I think rather yeah. than being scared of po- or nervous about pooping, it was I was more nervous about farting in the bathroom because then it would <laughs> actually be loud. And, like yeah. sometimes when you poop, you can't help but fart. <laughs> so like I would be like yeah. very gently trying to <laughs> let my poop out. <laughs> Gentle release, like slow release. Yeah. Yeah. Or similar, I guess, kind of to that, the, the poopy nervousness or mm-hmm. with shared bathrooms, I was also nervous about, like, how you shower. And I didn't want to, like, expose myself to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, I figured out the system of, like, hanging your towel over the door so you can, like, quickly grab it. But then you yeah. introduce your periods. And if you're not wearing a tampon, that's a whole nother, like, mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I always try to shower when no one was in the bathroom, like, early in the morning. But... Yeah, sometimes it's it gets tricky, especially I don't remember um which door like some dorms they don't have actual doors for the showers like it's just a like whole a curtain. like curtain mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. all, all the water is shared so they're all stepping in the same water, <laughs> so that was kind of like that was kind of nasty. Shower shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, shower yeah, shoes. Shower shoes. That was like one of the best parts of moving out. I trashed my shower shoes as soon as I moved out, <laughs> like they were not worth keeping. <laughs> All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that really revealing and kind of personal um, episode this week. Uh, We thought it would be a really fun or, I don't know, just another topic we could talk about that you guys might be able to relate to, or maybe if you have a sister or someone else that's going through puberty, they could relate to it as well. Because I think even though times have changed and we have TikTok and everything like that now, it's still like those classic feelings of wanting to fit in or grow up faster or mature faster and then you realize it's actually not that great because then you're stuck with a period the rest of your life so i hope you enjoyed this episode you can check out our website at movingalongpod.com where you can find all our episodes and show notes with links if you like this episode follow us on instagram at movingalongpod and rate or review or review us on apple podcasts and until next time bye, bye.